Many people think that when it comes to housing, you only have two decisions. You can either rent or you can own. But few people actually know about a third option, and that's called a lease option. So in this episode, we're going to be diving into what is a lease option, how to find them, and how to make them work for you so that way you can buy your first home sooner and smarter. Hello and welcome to the Homeowner Prep Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Alon, and this podcast was created to provide real-world advice and accountability for first-time homebuyers. We'll be interviewing industry experts, providing some how-tos, and talking with first-time homebuyers about their personal experiences. If that sounds interesting to you, please be sure to subscribe, and if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the little bell to be notified when new episodes release. Now let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Homeowner Prep Podcast. Today, we're going to be diving into the third option when it comes to housing. You know, a lot of people think, hey, well, if I can't afford to buy now, I'm just going to have to rent, you know, and I'll just kind of stick it out and hope that the market crashes and maybe sometime in the future, I'll be able to buy. Well, there's actually a third option and that's called a lease option. Lease option is actually giving you the opportunity to buy in the future while you're renting temporarily. And we're going to dive into this. That way you have a real understanding. I'm going to try my best to just really take this slow and answer some questions that we've had in the past about this. Um, But really, you know, if you have any additional questions at the end of this, I'll give you a, a way to connect with us. But the biggest thing is that, you know, when it comes to buying a house, sometimes you're just not ready to own. Sometimes you don't have the down payment or you're working on your credit or, you know, maybe you've only been working in a new job in a new location for a year and you need to have some, you know, two years of some work history. So there's some reasons why people have to rent. You know, we don't disregard that. There's a lot of clients that we work with who have to rent, but we always say temporarily, (laughs) you know, renting is not a permanent situation. Renting should be a temporary decision that you make and always preparing to become a homeowner. So as you're renting, you should be preparing yourself to become a homeowner and putting some money aside and working on that credit and things of that nature. But while you're doing that, there is an option for you, the lease option. So the way a lease option works is that if I have a home that I want to sell and you're the buyer and you maybe you're still working on your credit and I say, well, you know what? I'll give you a lease option to buy my property, which will allow you to move into the place. There's going to be a fee for this. It's called a lease option fee. Um, Typically, it's a a few thousand dollars, which gives you the option, not the obligation to buy. Um, You know, and we'll kind of dive into that a little bit. But, you know, you're going to pay a fee to move into my place and treat it like your own. I mean, this is an agreement that we're going to have. And this agreement may be one to three years. You know, it could be over time. It'll give you enough time to get your credit together, have the job history, do the things that you need to do so that you're prepared to buy. Now, the one caveat I have about this is that I would expect you to try to buy first. This is option two. Option one is try to buy first. You know, talk to a loan officer, see where you're at, because you might be closer than you think. So definitely try your best to get pre-approved to buy your home. If it doesn't work, if you're not ready, now let's look at a lease option. So again, you're going to need to have some capital because you will pay a lease option fee to me, the seller, right? So let's say it's $3,000. You're going to pay me $3,000 plus 
You're going to pay for first and last rent. So, you know, it can get costly depending on where you're at. But you're going to pay that fee to me and then you're going to move in. Now, when you move into the place, this is not a typical rental. Typical rental is, hey, you know, something goes wrong. You call the landlord, they come out and they fix it. Typical rental is, hey, you want to do some, you know, major painting or something to the house, or whatever. You're not going to be able to do it. In this type of agreement, you are now acting as a homeowner. You are now responsible for the things that could go wrong at the home. And so you're going to be investing your own money into the house as things may pop up. So again, it's preparing you to become a homeowner, but now it's your responsibility. So you have to make sure that you, you have some capital set aside if things go wrong, anything like that. But you're going to now become the future homeowner of this house. So you're going to want to treat it with some love. You're going to want to make sure it's taken care of. Um, and studies have shown that, you know, homeowners take care of their properties much more than renters do. Um, there's a pride of ownership there. And so that's what you're going to bring to the table. Now, it depends on the agreement. You can always negotiate this, but typically in a lease option, you're going to pay your monthly rent to me, the seller. Um, and that rent is going to be higher than market rent. So let's say I have a three bedroom, two bath that you want to buy and market rent for a three bedroom, two bath in the area is $1,500. So $1,500 is market rent. You can expect to pay 1,800 to two grand, even sometimes up to 2,500 um, as rent every month. And what the seller could be willing to do, and again, this is all negotiable, but the seller will be putting that money into an escrow account for you. What that's doing is it's a forced savings plan, right? So you're going to pay me two grand. I'm going to take the 1500 as my portion. The other 500 is going into this escrow account. And that escrow account is going to be used as your down payment or for your closing costs or whatever the case may be. You can use it to uh, for your purchasing expenses when you turn around to buy when our contract is over. So again, if the market rent is 1500 you may pay me $1,800 or $2,000. Let's say you're paying me $2,000. I'm going to put $500 into the escrow account for you every single month. And throughout the term of that lease uh, agreement, that option, we're going to be putting that in there so that way you can use the money when it comes time for you to buy. So what happens you know, at the end of the term? So you're, you're paying $2,000 a month. You're, ba you're for saving $500 a month um, in an escrow account. You have a place that you're taking care of, you know, you're fixing up, you're, you're doing what you need to do if anything goes wrong. And at the end of that term, let's say it's three year term. At the end of the three years, you're going to take that money that's in the escrow. You're going to go talk to a, a lender who's going to get you pre-approved to buy and you're going to buy my property. Now, the option fee, again, this is negotiable. So I'm giving you an ideal situation here. The option fee that you paid up front if, if you paid $5,000 for the option to buy, then we'll take that 5,000 plus that escrow and that'll now be used for your down payment or your closing costs. But the price that you pay for my house is determined when you sign the option. So when you sign the lease option, that's what you're buying my house for. So when you go talk to your lender, you're saying, hey, I already have a lease option to buy this house at say $300,000. And let's say the market is up, you know, maybe the house is worth 350,000. You have a built in $50,000 equity, which is great. 
I mean, you, you worked out a great deal. You bought a house, you now have equity, you have some forced savings, you have some money for your down payment, you talk to your lender, you get pre-approved, you buy that house, when you close, you have equity. That's great news. Now, if the market has not gone up, say the market has gone down, and you have a contract to buy my property at 300, and let's say it's only worth 250, you're not going to be able to buy through a direct, through a, a lender, um, because they're going to appraise the house. So if you say, okay, I have a contract, a lease option to buy this property, it's three bedroom, two bath for $300,000, and you get an appraisal done and it comes back at 250. Well, now we have a shortfall. So here are the options. You can renegotiate with me, the seller, to say, hey, the market has fallen. Can we renegotiate? Can you sell it to me at 250? I say no. Okay, let me try that. The next thing you can do is you can come up with a capital for the difference. Remember, with a first-time FHA um, home home buyer program, you can actually get a gift from a family member, um, and you can actually cover the difference. So let's say you know we talk. I'm selling at 300 no matter what. We're at 250 on the appraisal. If you can pull the $50,000 difference together from a gift, you can still purchase that property um, because you're going to make up the difference. And so there's an option there. And the other thing that we can do if we're negotiating or we're having a conversation about this is that we can meet in the middle. Maybe it's 275. So don't think that, you know, hey, what if I get into this lease option, I'm stuck. You're not stuck. It's an option to buy. It's not an obligation to buy. The other form of a lease agreement is um, a purchase agreement where you're obligated. So we don't want to get into to that. We really want you to have a lease option which is a rent to own agreement saying that at the end of this term, I'm agreeing that, hey, I have the option to buy said property for said price at said time. If I decide that I do not want to buy or I cannot buy at that time, then I walk away. Now, let's say you've been in the house for three years. You've, um, you know, you've tried to get pre-approved at the end of that three years and you're still not ready. You can come back to the seller and say, hey, can we renegotiate? Can we extend the lease option? You know, maybe you need to extend it for another year or another two years, whatever the case may be. The benefit to you as a renter is that, you know, you've already invested some money into the place, right? You've been taking care of this place for three years. So you want to try to at least work out an extension because you've put some blood, sweat, and tears into this place. Um, and you've been taking care of it as your own. So you want to keep that agreement. Even if you have to renegotiate price or things of that nature, you, you want to continue to move forward. You don't want to cancel and lose out on the money that you put into it. The other thing that can happen is that, let's say me as a seller, I say, well, you know, hey, the market's gone up. I can sell this house for, you know, 500000 If you're not ready as a buyer at the end of that three years to buy my property for 300000 there's no obligation, right? You can try to buy. If you cannot buy, I do not have to extend a new agreement to you. And I can turn around and sell, sell that property that you've now invested time in. So you really want to make sure that whatever the agreement is up front, it gives you enough time um, to get things together, you know, get your credit right, get the job history that you need and really get pre-approved. So that's why I said the first step is to talk to a lender because you want to know if you're not ready, what's the game plan, 
How soon could you be ready? What do you need to do to get ready? And that way you can give yourself enough time. So now when you go and have a conversation with somebody about a rent to own agreement, a lease option, you know how much time you need. You know what, what it's going to take. You know how much you're going to have to, you know, put aside or, or pay down on debt or whatever the case may be. So that way you're ready at the end of the term. You don't want to sign an agreement, say, for a year when it's going to take you two years before your credit and things are, you know, in good shape. So, again, the first conversation, talk to a lender, try to get pre-approved to buy right away. You know, buy as soon as you can. The best time to buy was yesterday. Um, but if you're not ready, look at option two, which will be a lease option, but know the game plan going in, you know, don't set yourself up for failure. So that's how a lease option would work. I mean, there's a lot of different caveats to, you know, different agreements and negotiations that you can make, um, a great place for you to find, you know, some lease options in your area. There's a website called zerodown.com. You can do a Google search, Google search, you know, find rent to own properties. Um, definitely. Talk with a professional, make sure that the paperwork is legit, make sure the home's not in foreclosure. Also, what you can do is if you see a home um, that's been on the market for a long time, you can actually reach out to that agent and see, hey, would they be, you know, would the sellers be open to doing a lease option instead of that home sitting vacant and them losing money every month? So, you know, there's some options there, but that's how you would go out and actually find a place. But again, get some, you know, some professional help as well as far as having an agent or a lender. Somebody who's going to look over those agreements for you. Uh, make sure that you're setting yourself up for success and not failure. If you need anything at all, as far as um, help understanding a lease option, if you have an opportunity, a lease option, a rent to own agreement, um, and you just kind of want to get some some additional eyes on, um, you know, you can definitely reach out to us. You can always visit us on our website at homeownerprep.com forward slash start. Um, and that way you can kind of see where you're at. You can reach out, get some resources and some information there. Again, you can visit our website at homeownerprep.com forward slash start. Um, and that'll help you get going. And then, of course, you can always reach us on all of our social media platforms. We're on all the social media platforms. Um, particularly, we re reach out and we get a lot of questions on uh, Instagram. So you can send us a direct message at Homeowner Prep. So you can reach us there as well. I hope this episode really kind of gave you a, a third option to that whole buy versus own. Um, again, I really want you to take the steps necessary to see if you can buy first. And if you can find a rent to own um, opportunity, it may be better for you than just renting and having to um, you know, pay these increasing rents that we're seeing. So hopefully that helped you. We look forward to providing you with some great information on the next episode as well. Until then, be blessed. I hope you got some value from today's episode. If you know someone who could benefit from hearing this show, be sure to share it with them. And if you're listening to the podcast, we'd love for you to drop us a review. We'd also love to hear from you if you have any questions. So reach out to us on Instagram at homeowner prep. Who knows? We may read your review and answer your question on one of our future shows.